Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Remember, the Pharisees were all about rules and regulations. No, no, you can't do that. You can't do it. Wash your hands before you, you know, this, you know. The Christian thing that Jesus is going to give us today is not about the external. It's about the internal. Our attitudes, our hearts, our character. The spiritual part of you and me. That's why it's hard. Because it goes to my attitude of things. What I'm thinking about things. It goes to my heart. It goes to my character, how I'm really living these things out. Many people and some churches emphasize external behavior and imply that if you look right to us, you must be right with God too. The religious leaders of Jesus' time had distilled their belief system down to that kind of thinking as well. What Jesus taught was the complete opposite. As Pastor Mark will be sharing, Jesus focused on the will of man, not what he looked like. He wanted us to allow him to change us on the inside, for us to come under the rule of God so that our lives would be truly different. He also warns us that as we allow this internal change, those around us would react to it, possibly negatively. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he begins his message, Christ followers live by different values. We begin in Luke chapter 6, verse 17. Jesus just comes down after choosing these 12 apostles, and here's what happens. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of disciples was there. And a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured. In other words, demons were cast out. And the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Now, here's the difference. In those days, the Jewish people, the average Jewish person, didn't want to be around the religious leaders. But notice the difference. Everybody from all over Israel, south, east, northwest, wanted to be around Jesus. Why the difference? Well, we learned that when Jesus came, he brought grace and freedom to the people instead of what they were used to with the Jewish religion. Rules, legalism, regulations, 
bondage. Remember last week we told you that when Jesus came, the kind of the key words were, yes, 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 yes. You can enjoy life. It's okay. I came to give you freedom. You can enjoy God. Yeah, you can have a personal relationship with God versus the Jewish religion. No, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, 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 no. So we're what kind of people this morning? Come on. What kind of people? Yes, yes, yes people. Why? Because we serve a yes, yes, yes God. Now, when you see this happening, we hear a lot today with the news. You have to be careful with the news. Christianity is going down. There's no Christians left in America. The world is plummeting. Well, that, that's not true. We know that the, the nuns, the guys and gals who don't really have any belief in anything increase, but that's okay. Understand, I just got back not long ago. Remember when I was in Miami and I was with Pastors, 50 pastors from 50 different nations in the world where Christianity is exploding. Now, why is that happening? Why are spirit-filled Bible teaching churches growing? Because they're learning how to be like Jesus every day, what we're going to study here. The churches give people hope to their questions about life. Now, what was Jesus doing with these people? Why were all the people there? Why are you here in church? Well, here's why. Jesus is teaching. That's where we're doing. People need to know. How to do life right. How do I handle my kids? How do I get married? What job do I take? What does God want me to do? That's what the Bible teaches us. He was touching people. He was healing people. He was freeing people from demons. So Jesus is showing his disciples a priority in ministry. People. Remember, there's three priorities in the Bible. God, people, and how we use our time. So he was showing these new 12 apostles. Here's what it's about. It's about people. So notice something there. Look at the last part of that verse in verse 19. And all the people tried to touch him because what? What word? Power was coming from him and healing them all. Now, if you remove the power, what do you have in the lives of people? Dead religion. Can I remind you that we learn from Jesus That being filled, the spirit-filled life, being filled with power is essential. When Jesus would turn this church over to his disciples in Acts chapter 1-8, he said what? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And then you can go to the nations. We're into the power of the Spirit of God. We're not weird. Don't watch most of Christian TV. People fall over, barf, do all kinds of weird, stupid, stupid things. (laughs) Stupid thing. But let me tell you, we're not a circus, but neither are we a cemetery this morning. You say, well, I'm not like into the power of God. Then you're in the wrong church. Because when Jesus was there, the power was there, and people's lives are being changed. Amen? So don't ever be ashamed. The weird stuff, yes. But you don't want to be a cemetery. I just go to church to hear God. Well, you should experience God. And we're going to experience, you experienced him during worship today, didn't you? See, it's about experiencing him based on the sound teaching of the word of God. There's that balance. One day Jesus came to the religious leaders and he said this, you don't know the word, which was strange because they were the teachers. He meant you don't know how to apply it. And then, you know, the second thing he said to them, you don't know the power of God. We're a church that aims for that balance that Jesus says, Teaching the word with application and experiencing the power of God. Can I hear an amen? That's what we're doing here. All right. Now, when you see all this happening, Jesus begins this teaching in verses 20 through 49. 
It's a shorter version of Jesus' greatest teaching, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Now, Matthew wrote mostly to Jewish people. So Luke is writing mostly to Gentile people. So he, he kind of wipes out, doesn't address those things on the law that the Jewish people were focusing on. Now, this powerful teaching was specifically, you see in a moment, for his disciples. Other people are listening, followers, disciples, unbelievers, but mainly it was for his disciples. So that means this teaching was for you and me. Now, what is Jesus going to teach him? This is huge for you because, well, let me just say this to you this morning. It's a difficult teaching. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is going to be difficult. Come on, just come on. Just, just turn it. It's going to be. And because it's a difficult teaching, we're skipping it this morning. How about for an amen? No, that doesn't work, does it? It's a difficult teaching. You know what? Somebody else is going to teach it. I have one of the associate pastors to come out right now. That doesn't work either. But who's the teaching from? Jesus. So like, we need to learn it. Yes, we do. So over these next three weeks, it's going to be very exciting and yet sometimes difficult. It's okay. It's okay. It's going to be all right. Just, just relax. It's going to be all right. Now, as we begin teaching this, what is Jesus trying to say? Here's the first thing to write down this morning. Jesus says, when you follow me, here's what you're going to expect. See, the disciples, they were just chosen. They just left everything to follow him, but they really don't know what that looks like. So what, if you're a Christian this morning, Jesus said, this is what's going to happen. Here's what to expect. Now, if you look at our little passage here from verse 20 to 49, you can read that in about 10 minutes. But to learn it and apply it, how long does it take to learn and apply these truths in those verses? A whole lifetime. A whole lifetime. That's why it's difficult. By the way, I've been a Christian now 66 years. I've learned this a long time. I've got it all down perfect now. Some of you are new going, wow, what a church this is. Afraid not. So we're all a what? Still a work in progress. So you'll see what that looks like when we get into it this morning. So easy to read, a lifetime to learn to apply it. Now, what is the contrast going to be? It's going to be about different. Jesus is going to contrast the lifestyle of a real Christ follower, you and me, with a religious person, somebody that's dead in religion. There's no relationship with God. It's just rules, regulations. And he's going to contrast that with the secular person, the non-Christian, the unbeliever. So first thing I want you to write down is this key right here. This is how these next verses over the next three weeks will apply. A follower of Jesus is to be different from the religious and the irreligious. A follower of Jesus is to be different from the religious and the irreligious. Now, caution, time out. Just because we're different doesn't make us ever better. We're never better than anybody else. We're all sinners saved by grace. The only reason I'm different is because God's grace and power changed my life. So don't think that this is like, I'm better than some. No, no, no. We're, we're all equal here. The only person that's really good is God. Now, I'm going to give you this morning, it's going to transfer over to the next two weeks as well, four different things, four different keys. So I want you to write them down. Number one, if I'm going to follow Jesus Christ, I'm going to learn there's a different way to think, a different way to think. I'm going to have to think like God thinks. 
And that's what Jesus is going to give us today. Not like man thinks. Many of the things I talked to you about this morning doesn't seem right with man's concept. This doesn't make any sense to an unbeliever. So a different way to think. God's mind. Now, what is God's mind? You say, well, Pastor Mark, if I'm at to think like God, what is God's mind? Your Bible is God's mind. This is how God thinks. That's why we teach the Bible. So as you walk through this, the passage this morning is basically spiritual in nature. There will be some practical things as far as physical, but it's basically spiritual. Remember, the Pharisees were all about rules and regulations. No, no, you can't do that. You can't do it. Wash your hands before you, you know. This, you know. The Christian thing that Jesus is going to give us today is not about the external. It's about the internal. Our attitudes, our hearts, our character. The spiritual part of you and me. That's why it's hard. Because it goes to my attitude of things. What I'm thinking about things. It goes to my heart. It goes to my character. How I'm really living these things out. Many of these principles, as I already said to you, is these this week and the next two weeks are going to be challenging to you and me. But whenever God tells us to do something, he equips us to do it. So don't give up on it. It is a challenge, but we're going to learn it together. Number two difference. I have to find out and realize that when I think different, then I'm going to live different. Different way to live. You see, there's only two ways to live this morning. You're either a Christ follower or you're a self follower. You're doing your thing. Or may I say, really, you think you're a self follower if you're not a Christian, but you're really a Satan follower. There's only two kingdoms in this world. You'll see a lot about the kingdom of God. What does the kingdom mean? It's where a king rules. So when you and I were born, we were born in the kingdom of Satan. When you became a Christian, you became old things passed away. All things became new, different. You were transferred into the kingdom of God. So every person is either following Christ, doing life that way, or they're following themselves or Satan. Now, Here's something I want you to write, because you're going to hear this a lot from me, because I tried to work on it. You can tweet it today. You can hashtag it. You can do whatever you want. Here it is. To follow Christ, I have to unfollow me. That's good. To follow Christ, I have to unfollow me. I don't like to unfollow me, because I like to be in charge. But to follow Christ, I have to unfollow me. Now, you're going to see that as we go through. That's a lifelong process because we have a selfish nature that still stays with us with that old sin nature. Number three, my values will be different. That which I value, that which I put worth upon will be different when I'm a Christian. It's either going to be God's values And we see what he values versus the world's values. So we're going to eventually, as a Christian, Christ follower, we're going to be different in our homes and our marriages, different in our businesses, different in our approach to everyday life, different in our morals, different in how we treat people, different in how we handle money. All of those things we're going to cover. Now, maybe the biggest difference will come to the last. Different view of life. The Bible gives us the eternal view, the long view, the perspective that when you die, you will live somewhere forever. Hard for us to grasp because doesn't make we don't have any way to relate to that, live forever. 
So understand, as we go through this, there's going to be a, a challenge to think about, is it worth it here if it affects my eternity? And the answer to that will always be no. If it affects your eternity, it doesn't matter what happens here. It isn't worth it. So Paul would write this in Colossians. Look at this. Let's put this back up. He would talk about our minds. Now, let me just say this. Unless you had a death in the family this week, or you got a bad lab report, or something like that, or whatever, you saw a car accident, or whatever, very few of us spend a lot of time thinking about heaven this week. It's just not on our normal radar. But Paul warned us that we should from time to time, get a different perspective. Understand what this is all about. It isn't 70 years. We're just pilgrims here. We're on our way out of here. And you'll see that in Jesus' teaching. So Paul says this, since you've been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Heaven is real. That's where we're going to go. It's not like this book, somebody went to heaven. It's real. Where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Notice this word, think. If I'm going to be a Christian, I'm going to think different. Well, God says, think about where you're going to spend eternity. Think. Some of you are not Christians. You need to think about where you're going to spend eternity. Today, we'll give you a chance to follow Jesus Christ. Now, think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. Now, that doesn't mean that you go to a mountain, get a little tent, and hmm, till you die. It doesn't mean we're unrealistic. Of course, we do everyday life. But in the back of our minds, we know we're simply pilgrims. This thing is going to end. And then what? That's that perspective that we learn to think different. How does the unbeliever think? They think about here and now. They don't think about the future. Just do it now. Do whatever you can do now. When we die, it's over with. It doesn't really matter. Well, that's not exactly true. In fact, it's 100% wrong. So when we come to God, notice this statement. You don't need to write it, but you need to understand it. When we come under the rule of God, you say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm not like under the rule of God. Well, then you're not a Christian. Because when you come to Christ, you don't rule your life anymore. He does. That's why you have to be a Christ follower. That's why you have to unfollow self. So when we come under the rule of God, everything in our lives will be different. Doesn't make us weird. It's just that we think different. We live different. We have a different mentality. Our our values are simply different. See, often the world is confused. At work or at school, People many times call themselves Christians or Christ followers. But when you look at their life, they live it exactly like an unbeliever. Their values are different. They might cheat. They might steal. You know, they they just don't live the Christian life. And this confuses unbelievers. And that's why Paul wrote in Romans 12 too, don't let the world squeeze you into its way of thinking. Because when you do that, you not only confuse yourself, but you confuse the people who go like, well, why would I want to become a Christian? You live just like I live. I mean, you cheat over there and you did this and you just had an affair with somebody here and whatever and you just, you got the exam answers ahead so you could get a good mark and move on. What? So be careful, be careful. Now, here's where it gets difficult. Here's where it gets good. Now, picture yourself 
you're a disciple, and Jesus is teaching you. Just put yourself back there in that, on that hillside. In about two months, we'll be there in Israel again for our 15th time, just teaching from all these places. It's great. I can picture myself there as Peter or one of the disciples, and they're listening to Jesus. Look at verse 20. Here's the first challenge. Remember, I told you it's going to be a little challenging. Here we go. Looking at his disciples, he said, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. So Jesus begins a sermon with this attention-grabbing four blessings, four blessings. And then he's going to contrast them with four woes, the opposite of it. So let me ask you to write the word, what the word blessed means. In the original language, it really means happy or happy, happy, but our happy is different. It's, it's related here not related to circumstances. So here's what the word blessed means. Jesus said, if you'll follow these guidelines, you're going to be blessed. That means you'll be satisfied. You'll be fulfilled. You'll be contented. You'll have a sense of well-being regardless of the circumstances. doesn't matter what the outward circumstances. Inwardly, you know you're okay because the king is in charge. Jesus said you will be blessed as you learn to think and live biblically. Now, look at that verse again. It's internal. It's not external joy. Look at the verse. Look at 20. Look right at it. Looking at who? His, hello, his disciples. So he's teaching you and me now. He said, blessed are you who are poor. How about that for a start? Jesus says, if you're poor, blessed. Can you see the disciples going, exactly. (laughs) There's a guy that needs God right there because it already got him. You can see the disciples going, did we really sign with this with real ink? This is the way it's going to be? How do I back out of this sucker right now? No, that isn't it. Now watch what happens. I'm going to read to you a summary of the blessings that Jesus gives. So just look at me. Here's what he's going to say. He says, get ready to be blessed. Watch this. Jesus said, if you want to be happy and blessed, then you must be financially poor, physically hungry, grieving and hurting all the time, absolutely no laughter, no joy, hated by your friends and coworkers, and persecuted for Jesus. Amen. How many are glad that you're here this morning? That is not what Jesus is saying. Can you say, "Woo, good. So what is he going to say with all these things? Some of these things are partially true, but you have to understand the meaning of them as we go through. Now, how about for a starting again, blessed by being poor. How many know that kind of goes against everybody's normal thinking? See, most people who are materially poor, why would Jesus say this? Most people who are materially poor in our world, have an easier time following Jesus because they learn to depend on God. Now, why do they learn to depend on God? Because they have nothing else to depend on. We learned in Pastor Mark's message that Jesus cares about the soul of a man, not his outward behavior. And because he cares for man's soul, he came to offer a different value system, a different way of thinking about ourselves and the world. 
In the scripture passage we read, we saw that just like in God's message to the Jews in Deuteronomy, there are blessings for obeying and curses for not obeying. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. In the next portion of this message, Pastor Mark will continue teaching from Luke 6, focusing on what's called the Beatitudes. Really, it's a declaration of the precepts of the new kingdom, Jesus' kingdom. He threw down the gauntlet, so to speak, and proclaimed the way for us to have everlasting peace with God the Father. Please join us again prayed up and prepared to hear from the Word of God. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.